Love, in all its forms, is a foreign concept to Garen Taylor. After being let down one too many times by nearly every person in her life, she's sworn off the elusive emotion to focus solely on her career. When tasked with locating and obtaining a rare collection of artifacts for her most important yet difficult client, she finds them in the possession of self-made millionaire CEO and music mogul Fers Presley. To her surprise, he refuses to part with the valuable collection, sending, sending her on an uncom uncomfortable journey of going above and beyond to change his mind. Weeks of back and forth finally result in Verse requesting much more from her than just the millions being offered by her client. Through it all, Garen fights to remain indifferent towards Verse and all his charming ways. While the multi-layered man works hard on breaking down each of her carefully constructed walls, giving her much more than what she bargained for. Hello, my beautiful people, and welcome back to another episode of the Bibliophiles Bookcase. And we are here for, in this moment, The Things Unseen, book one by Kayla Sean. So let's jump right into it. Guarantee... Garen Taylor is an art curator who works at State of the Art. She is like the go-between between her clients and getting people to part with a piece of art that her clients want. She is celebrating with one client when another one bursts into her office without knocking. It's Chadwick Frazier. He is a shrewd businessman who is also the father of her former boyfriend. And she has a huge disdain for both of them. She can't stand either one of them. But he's there to get her to find a set of clay masks that are dated back to the 1400s from the Songhai Empire in Africa. And, you know, she tries to decline. She's like, you know, I got other things I got to be doing. But he says um, he knows that her boss is selling state-of-the-art and he offers her a big enough commission, you know, to put her bid in to buy it. And as he's leaving, he makes a dig at her about getting back with his son. And he says, you know, he's kind of preoccupied with his wife and child at the moment, but I'm sure he can squeeze you in again. And, you know, she just want to throw something at his uh, head, but she can't because, you know, he's an important client and a man who has a lot of money. So we meet Burst Presley. He is a CEO and music mogul. And Garen has been trying to get a meeting with him, but he keeps rescheduling her. So she shows up to his office prepared to wait him out. But after 45 minutes with no show of him coming to the office and his assistant already told her like you know he's busy he's not going to be able to meet with you um and his next available date isn't until like a month from now so she goes over to her desk you know try to get her talking but she sees that his schedule is still open on the assistant's ipad so she takes a screenshot of it after admitting defeat, like, you know, okay, I'll try to get with him some other time. 
and she starts following him around and showing up to attempt to talk to him but he always like you know not right now this ain't the time you know schedule a meeting and she's like you know i tried to do that and you keep rescheduling me and it's like of course her name is garen taylor so he thinks he's meeting with like a man or like an older white man or something like that so when he finally sees her he's like you are not what i expected but still too busy then one day when he's eating and she shows up there he lets her do her whole spiel like you know okay tell me and afterwards he's like you know who is the client and she at first she wouldn't tell him so he's like no so when she tells him oh nope i'm jumping ahead of myself um so after she tells him like you know who she is what she does her client and what her client wants he's like no but she's persist persistent and continues to show up places even at a spa like right before he's about to get a massage so he offers her a massage and you know like there's an attraction there but he offers her a way out he's like you know if you're not consenting to what's about to happen here stop this right now because otherwise it's about to go down you know she don't say nothing she stay and they have sex when she wakes up alone the next morning she feels as if she messed up but the sex was amazing so she's very surprised when she walks into her office and verse and his security guard hakeem are now waiting on her and she's like i really did not expect to see you again he offers to part with the mask for six million dollars because at first he said 15. he's like i know your client has that and so much more so if he's not willing to pay that then i'm not doing this but he's he offers to part with them for six million in exchange for six weeks with her and she's like what and he's like it doesn't have to just be six it could be whatever we make it that means getting to know each other going out on dates whatever um and she accepts but she has hang hang-ups about accepting anything from a man especially money so anytime they go out to eat or go anywhere she offers to pay her half and he's like don't disrespect me like that like i'm a man we're out together i'm gonna pay for you and so she's also trying to reduce their agreement to just sex but he's like no i want to talk to you i want to get to know you like that's not all this is and he tells her that he's like you know while i'm attracted to you and sex is gonna happen i also want to get to know you garrett has a brother who served in the military and he now suffers from ptsd because you know he saw people die right in front of him including like one of his good friends but he refuses to get help and he just stays in his apartment now when he first came back she used to have to treat um some of his bruises and he's contemplated suicide a few times so she just comes in to make sure that he's still alive and you know she'll bring food or whatever and sometimes he'll talk to her other times he won't channing who is chadwick's son and her former boo thing shows up to her office 
offering to take her to an art gala that she really wants to go to like it's a real big event that happens every year and you can only get in by invite it's invite only and it's really for the rich for them to throw their money around um so she's like don't you have a wife and he's like i have a fiance who's very pregnant and she can't go right now so you could take her place and she refuses of course and he reminds her how they met thanks to his mother and it's like yeah that's exactly why i'm not going with you garen's mother was chadwick's mistress and referred chadwick and channing to garen you know through the art excuse me and so through that time while they were getting to know each other her mom was feeding Channing information on how to get with her not at all phased by the fact that she was setting her daughter up with a man who was engaged to somebody else it's just like you can be a mistress just like me it's like bitch I don't want that for my life what are you talking about um so Channing offers her money to be his mistress and he bring he brings up her wanting to buy state of the art it's like damn how many people know that she wants this building um and says he'll pay her to get it like so the money i pay you for being my mistress you can use it to get this building so of course she refuses and he grabs her by the wrist while rubbing on her butt she punches him in the face and after he leaves a flower arrangement arrives from verse so when she gets off work she goes straight to him for comfort you know unknowingly and when he sees the bruise on her wrist he demands to know who did it and you know he about to walk out the door like you know let's go but she begs him not to and she won't say who did it to her and so while she's sitting on his lap he's going through emails and she sees the same invitation you know to the art gala but he's about to delete it and when he sees her reaction to it he's like what you want to go like i get this every year but i never go i'll accept and you can be my date and her counter to that is i'll be your date in exchange for an artifact and it's been a couple weeks at this point and he's like you know you barely ever bring up these artifacts i'm starting to think that you actually really like me and he looks at her i mean she looks at him with the stank face and he's like it's okay you ain't gotta admit it i know the real um so we learn a little bit more about verse and he takes care of everybody around him like you know i said hakeem is his bodyguard he grew up in the hood with him crystal is his assistant but she's also like a little sister as far as a few more people that you know he brought them up along the way but he does have two sisters one older her name is gia and she's a college professor and he has a younger sister who is a quote-unquote socialite so he funds her lifestyle verse meets with his ex eve and she wants to try their relationship again and he tells her absolutely the fuck not they were the definition of toxic she slept with two of his artists and you know had that man smiling and shaking 
those dudes' hands, knowing that they were fucking every chance they got behind his back. She also stole 500k from him, and when he tried to get his money back, she went online and accused him of domestic violence. And she did all of that just so she could become social media famous. So now she has a large following on, you know, like across platforms. And she's somebody now. And she's, what was that woman's name for them? Uh, the best man holiday? Shelby. She was giving Shelby. Um, and he's just like, you know, I wish you the best, but what we had will never be again. So you can go ahead and get that out your mind. Uh, Gia texts verse telling him, you know, get in contact with your sister and ask her what she did with the money that you gave her for a, a luncheon she was supposed to be hosting. He really doesn't care, but he FaceTimes her to ask her anyway, because, you know, he's okay with funding her lifestyle because she's supposedly still finding herself. But when she gets on the phone, he asks her, you know, like, so what happened with the luncheon? She's like, oh, it got canceled. He's like, oh, so are they refunding me my money then? And she tells him that she spent it. He's like, you spent $20,000 on what? And she's like, you know, uh, jewelry, clothes, studio time. And he's like, wait, wait, wait. You spent my money on your boyfriend? And she's like, yeah, he is hot. Like, he snaps on her. And she's like, uh, you know, I had to pay his child support and i was like when she said i said girl what so she's been paying his child support and paying all his bills with her credit cards and then whenever verse gives her money then she turns around and like pays her bills and pays her stuff with it and i'm just like do you not hear how you sound crazy defending to your brother who's paying for your way of life that you're paying for somebody else's and he tells her like no no we're not doing this and he tells her i'm cutting you off and she's like i hate you and i'll never forgive you for this and i'm never talking to you again and she also makes a statement about you're not my father it's like just because i'm telling you what you're doing wrong doesn't mean i'm trying to be your daddy like how you funding somebody else's lifestyle when i'm funding yours you don't make enough money for that and he's a man why the fuck are you paying his bills and why are you paying child support for some kids that ain't yours so you know it's the night of the gala and this is happening like all at the same time so but he brushes it off so he can have a good night with garen who everything is going wrong for like something happened with her hair her dress ain't right so she calls him just to vent and next thing you know he's sending a team to her house to get her ready and when they get there garen sees her mother and she tries to avoid her but of course her mother follows her to the bathroom and as soon as she sees her, she's like, uh, your eyes finally turn like green like mine instead of the muddy brown like your dad and your brother. So they all have hazel eyes, but theirs are more green compared to the dad and the brothers being more brown. And she's just looking at her mom like, of course. And then she's like why didn't you introduce me to who you came here with and she's like 
like what basically looking at her mom like why are you talking to me and her mom makes a statement like telling her she looks good but she was like if you were a little bit lighter then i would have thought i actually had some competition and i'm like so you colorist and so she tries to walk off like pay her mama no attention and but her mom says you know i taught you well because you're here with births like you didn't come here on your own she doesn't um she tells garen she doesn't make enough money to get her own invitation so immediately after that, Garen tries to distance herself from first, and he's not having it. He goes home that night, you know, change clothes, grab a bag, get some food, and he comes back to her house. Like, I don't know what happened between you and your mama, but they ain't got nothing to do with us and what we got going on. And he also tells her, you know, like, I'm not trying to wrong you or, like, use you in any way. I really just want to get to know you, so you need to loosen up. Garen's boss informs her that Chadwick has not put in a bid for state of the art. So he's trying to hold out for her because he, he made her a promise. But it's like, you know, he's not into art the way his father was. So it's like, I'm going to try to hold out to, I think he gave it to December. Um, but after that, he has no choice but to go with the next best offer. And she's like, you know, I understand. Thank you for working with me all this time so verse he finally breaks down her walls and gets her to open up to him and she cries and she cries for the little girl in her that wasn't loved in the hardened woman that she turned into and while she's telling him everything about her childhood and like what's going on between her and her mom she also mentions state of the art and he's like you know how much is that going to cost and she's like none of your business i'm just you know talking out loud talking to you but i did not say that to you for you to buy it for me so don't even worry about it um so eve shows up at state of the art to tell garen to enjoy verse while she can because it'll be over quickly because things are never truly over between the two of them and Garen pays her absolute dust. She's like, girl, I'm not even worried about it. I don't even know why you showed up to my job trying to play with me like this. And sends her on her merry little way. So when she gets off, Verse is there with Hakeem to pick her up because he's been sending Hakeem to pick her up and bring her to him or take her home. Like she's, I mean, he's her driver now. But when he's there, she tries to go off as soon as she sees him, he's like, baby, I get it. Get in the car. And she said, he's like, I understand all that. And we can argue in the car, but get in the fucking car first before you start going off. So when they get in the back seat, she is going off. And it's like, it gets so heated to the point where she slaps him. And like the ride to his penthouse is dead silent. And it turns into a baby boy situation where it's almost like, I hate you. I love you. And, oh, excuse me. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? Um, and he admits, like, she apologizes. And after they talk about it, he admits that she hurt his feelings and tells her, you know, don't hit me again. So Garen has lunch with her mom. 
And it's just the same cycle of her criticizing Garen until she puts her foot down and tells her that this stops right here and now. This relationship between us can be no longer. You refuse to admit what you did wrong to me as a child. And every time I see you, you have something bad to say about me. So I love you, but I love me more. And that's almost hard for me to wrap my mind around because i'm like what is there to love about her she left her when she was a child because the she said her father her mother this is her mother telling her you know your father didn't make enough money for me so i left to find better it's like what's wrong with you finding a job are you trying to make it on your own how are you gonna criticize this man for not making enough money when you don't make none at all so it was like whatever but she tried to justify it with i sent you money when i could so it's like you off living this rich lifestyle getting money from these men but you talking about you sent back what you could and made sure she had the finer things in life she's like girl i didn't want none of that i wanted my mama what is you talking about um so verse takes garen on vacation and pictures appear of them online and you know he's apologizing like i'm so sorry um <clears throat> but she's like you know it's gonna get out there eventually that we're dating because he's high profile everybody want to know his business so she's not really tripping about it um but channing is now calling and texting her like crazy and when verse knows he's like your phone been going off a lot like who is that what do they want and she reluctantly shows him her phone and when he sees it, he's ready to pull up. But once again, she's begging him not to. Because she's like, you know, no, I don't want you to get involved with this. It's cool. Shannon then shows up to her office with a black eye yelling at her saying, you know, this is all your fault. And he tries to get close to her, but a guy walks in and kicks him out. And she's like, you know, who are you? And she's like... Uh, the man tells her, you know, you're going to have to talk to Verse or Hakeem about that. I'm just doing my job. So she has new security at her office, but Channing managed to slip in when he has stepped away for just like a minute or two. Garen is exchanging, like Verse gave her the full collection and she's exchanging it with the Frasers, but now they're being petty. Chadwick wants to hire an outside inspector in which that would take another six to seven weeks when he already knows that state of the art has three levels of ex of inspection and verification by three different independent contractors. And so they're like, you know, like, what is the point of all this? And once again, Channing grabs her wrist and now it's Hakeem that's about to beat his ass, but she begs him not to. So Hakeem looks at her and then looks at Channing and says, this is the second time he don't put his hands on you. There won't be a third. So Garen and Verse had plans for a date at a restaurant. And she's waiting there for him for almost an hour before she decides to leave and go home. And so she's already irritated about that. But then she gets a text from her best friend telling her not to go online. But that's exactly what she does. Because when you tell somebody not to go online, so it's like, oh, it's something I need to see, but you're trying to keep it from me. 
And she hops on there and sees that Verse is at a party, you know, living it up, getting drunk. But he's also there with E. And it's like, as soon as she gets home, there's a knock on her door and it's him trying to explain. But she don't want to hear nothing he got to say. She kicks him out, tells him, you know, I just need some space. Get out of my house. But of course, he's not going away that easily. He been calling and texting her, but she's not responding. She's like, I don't want to talk to this nigga. So Channing shows up to Garen's house and attacks her. And, you know, she's holding him off, beating his ass until verse walks in and he's like how did i know that you would come to her house and when hakeem sees her cradling her wrist he turns to Channing and says did you fucking forget what i told you the last time but it's verse who's the one that ends up beating his ass and when he's done he tells uh garen you know i can't talk to you while i'm in this headspace so i'm gonna leave and we can talk later And when they do talk, you know, he apologizes, admitting that he could have communicated with her better because him just going to that party without calling or telling her, he's like, you know, that's fucked up with me. And I do apologize, but I just needed a night. But it's like, nobody's mad about you going to the party, but my nigga, I was sitting alone in a restaurant looking like a goofy for a whole hour. Um. But she uh, she wants to, like, back up. She's like, you know, we're not, the relationship isn't over, but I need space. Obviously, we were going too fast, so we just going to slow it down. Verse by state of the art for her when he gets the news about Chadwick's bid. But he makes her the sole owner. He's like, you know, my name is not anywhere on the paperwork. You are the one that owns it. I literally just bought it for you. So even if you do decide that you're done with me and never want to see me again, this is still completely yours. There is no strings attached here. He also makes an Instagram post, you know, clearing up any confusion pertaining to their relationship. Because when those pictures first hit the internet, people were calling her a side chick, saying she was breaking up a happy home. And, you know, he just made it clear, like, that's my woman. She is no side chick. I'm not with Eve. It's none of that. So when she goes to see him, he's expecting her to break up with him. And he's like, you know, I just want you to know I love you. Please give me another chance. And she's like, you know, I love you too. And we have a quick little epilogue where it's a year later. And Verse proposes and she says yes. So, yeah, that is it, my beautiful people. I hope you enjoyed this quick little episode, and I hope to see you back next week. Peace.